Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Thursday to you. I'm still Jason Cundy and I'm still in for Andy Goldstein, who's working on a Star Wars documentary. So, Stinks, just make sure you keep your social distance by two metres from those Klingons. Coming up, we've got a story about a TalkSport presenter and their pet snake. Yeah, really, they get the pet snake out. There's news on Eddie Hearn's fight camp, but you know the first rule of fight camp, so obviously I can't tell you any more about that. And Agent Dunn questions why the Leeds fans are getting a little bit cocky about next season in the Premier League. But... We start with a fallout from last night's championship. Massive semi live on TalkSport between Brentford and Swansea at Griffin Park. The last game to be played at the old ground were one of the teams now just 90 minutes away from the Premier League. Left footed ball in from Henry, falling in for 3-0. You can make all the changes you like, but if you don't defend a high ball inside the penalty area, it isn't going to make any difference. Brian and Burmo with the goal. And that is it. Brentford saying goodbye, Griffin Park and hello to Wembley. They are in the playoff final. They're 90 minutes away from top flight football for the first time since 1947. And a century of league action at Griffin Park comes to an end with an absorbing playoff semi-final tie. Thomas, congratulations. Thank you very much. How good did that feel? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. No, that's um, that's a top feeling. What I'm most, you know, happy with and proud of, of course, is uh, after two minor setbacks, the way we approached the first game, but actually even more this game uh, is um, is top class and shows how much there is in this team. And um, and and I think we can be even better than this. But but today, what a what a big state was a big statement. You know, a little bit under pressure, of course. Um, we need to win. And, and the, the way we won, where we actually could have easily won three or four nil, was was very very impressive. I want to be here to see the floodlights go out. That's why I'm here. I want to, otherwise, I would have just gone home earlier and be happy. You know what I mean? I, I want I to see, see the floodlights go out. You're going to miss this place, aren't you? More than anything. Been here for 30 years now. I mean, it's, it's going to it's going to upset me more than you know. Going to a new ground's lovely, isn't it? But it's not going to be the same. Well, it's not going to be the same because you haven't got the same memories. But. Hopefully we make better memories, you know, or, or, or the same memories, or going forward, something different, you know, anything, anything, anything that you can hold you in your heart, the same as this has been. And I'll leave you to this final one, can you do it? Of course we will. I'm worried, but of course we were going to do it in the end, it's Brentford, isn't it? Steve, a tough one and a, and a really big defeat there for you. Any defeat in the semi-final is, 
is big. Um, you know, if you look at the game, we, we give ourselves too much to do with the goals that we give away. The first one's from our set play on a counter-attack and, and then the, you know, the second and third goal are just clear uh, lack of picking up in the box and dealing with crosses. And particularly the third one, which was 58 seconds into the, into the second half when we made a couple of changes and tried to put a bit of impetus into our performance. So, so we kept going and you know, we really give us a lifeline, but um, in the end, we give ourselves too much to do. I have to be honest, we, we were just um, blown away by the better side. Um, like you asked at the top of the show, um, is it an opportunity uh, missed? Um, I don't see it as an opportunity missed because to get into the playoffs is um, a um, big success for us. Um, on the last um, day of the season, our only realistic chance was getting um, catching Cardiff. And to, with the way we have, no one um, expects us to do that. And overall, it's been a, frustra- um, a strange old season. Um, like we beat Leeds at Ellen Road, we went top of the league. And from there on, then we, we sort of um, it, it got it was really frustrating for us up and down and all the time, like. But the last month, then our manager changed the system, changed the way we played, and he made us proud again. And if we can take that last month of the season into next season as a whole, I think um, if we can bring in the right players and all that, we can then. Um, go again on another promotion push. Well, listen, Paul, it could have been worse. You could have got to the final and lost to your, to your bitter rivals, Cardiff. Ooh, oh that that God, hasn't I, happened. <laughs> hasn't happened. I, I, tell, I tell you what, boys, right? That is a huge plus. Right? <laughs> I love it. In response to Jesse Lingard's comments on TalkSport about his off-field struggles last season, Darren Goff discussed on Drive the mental challenges of being a top sportsman and how it affected him in his playing days as a professional cricketer. I play in a sport which affected so many people in so many different ways. We used to go away for long periods of time. When I first started, it used to be six months, aid. And then when you're away in the summer, it was another three months. So you're really away from your family nine months a year. So you can imagine you're, you're starting a family, which everybody wants to do when they get married and they're feeling happy and in a good place. You have children. And then the pressures of being a father, um, an absent father, really, and still trying to play at the ice level can affect people in different ways uh, and and affect your partner in different ways. It's not just hard for the sportsman, it's hard for your family, your partner, your kids. And I've seen it happen to so many people, whether it be Phil Tufnell in 94, 95, we're going through a lot of personal stuff uh, at that period. How he got through that tour, I still don't know to this day. Something's happened during it which was so difficult on the team, never mind him. Um, having to see him cope. Um, Graham Thorpe going through a divorce. I went through a divorce when I, uh, when I was on tour, which was very, very difficult. I was in India. Um, so things like that are, are, are hard. But you also see your teammates. I mean, Flintoff's talked a lot about it now, and, and he had his struggles with his weight issues and drinking issues to a certain extent. Steve Armisen never felt comfortable without Freddie there. He just wanted to be back in Ashington with his family. He was close to his family. We've seen with Marcus Triscoffic, another high-profile name who's talked many times on, on all sorts, a book and on TV shows about his struggles, being away from his family, uh, wanting to play international cricket but just couldn't leave his family anymore and he made that decision to retire uh, because of it. Uh, there's so many, Matthew Ogard. Uh, it goes on and on and on and now we're seeing Aussie players, Australian players taking time out of the game and, and I think it's good now because... People are beginning to talk. They are becoming more open and they're realising when they get to that 
point, threshold where they can't do it anymore, they step away. And it's the right thing to do. English football's key stakeholders were embroiled in a public row on Tuesday after plans to appoint Paul Elliott to the Football Association board were blocked. The PFA Equalities Education Executive, Jason Lee, told White and Sawyer that those at the top are scared of giving up their power. I think people are afraid of change and it's about giving up you know, positions of power. The season's come to a conclusion. My worry is that you know, things go quiet for a period of time. What's going to be the conversation when we, you know, restart the, the new season? We need to have some, some real change and people need to see some visibility. And, you know, the, the understanding is that everybody's willing to talk about it. We're in this area. I'm continually talking about it. I'm guessing everybody's willing to talk about it. But we need to see people, you know, maybe relinquish some of their power. You know, give up your seat. Mate, if you're serious about making change, it might mean falling on your sword and giving somebody else an opportunity. This is Breakfast Now with Laura Woods and Ali McCoy. They had guest Chris Broad on the show, Stuart Broad's dad and the match referee at Old Trafford looking back on Stu taking his 500th test wicket as well as his favourite memory of his son's career. My favourite memory actually is uh, when I first realised that he could actually bowl and, and I went when he was playing for Leicestershire against Notts in a T20 match at Grace Road and I went along to watch him and Stephen Fleming who was a, a very fine New Zealand captain and an opening batsman was playing for Notts at the time Stuart was bowling to him and he had him completely tied down Broad goes in once again two hey. slips and a gully it's this time and Stuart Broad sets off on a lap of honour on his own he finally has the wicket that his efforts deserved. I thought there and then, here is a young bowler who's bowling to an international career captain and stopping him from scoring runs. And I said to myself there and then, this lad can bowl. And that, I think, is my favourite memory. Yes, he's got plenty of memories to recount over the years of his international career. But for me, I think that is, that's the favourite one, just knowing that that was the time when I thought that he really can bowl. Matchroom boxing promoter Eddie Hearn has been speaking to TalkSport's Alex McCarthy ahead of opening night of Fight Camp, which is being held in Eddie's backyard. Eddie spoke about how challenging it's been to set up Fight Camp and how he's had to get the lawnmower out and cut the grass. That's one of them where you get the bills in at the end and go, God, blimey, that was expensive. But I just, <laughs> I just wanted to bring boxing back with a bang. You know, I didn't want to be in some dark studio, soulless with no energy. I wanted people to tune in yeah. and say, wow. You know, and people are going to be tuning in all around the world knowing that we are a major sport, we are a major business, and this is a major project. People are excited about fight camp, people are stopping me on the street. When's the fight start in your garden? <laughs> you know, people have embraced it, people have had that intrigue, and that's what you've got to do. We've got four brilliant uh, nights of boxing starting this Saturday with Cheeseman Eggington and four other great fights on the card, and of course, culminating with Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin and Katie Taylor against Pursun. And it's mad to think that those two fights are going to be taking yeah. place there. You know, it's going to be unbelievable. Hopefully, we can get all you guys in by then yeah, as well. Yeah, well, we'd love to. And I was think, think, talking about this to my producer before. For Dillian White and Povetkin, obviously, a lot of the card are domestic fights, right? A, mm. lot, of, a lot of homegrown fighters. How hard has it been to make sure that nothing's going to go wrong with Povetkin? Like, is he already in the country? No, he has to come 14 days before, which yeah. I, I guess he's good in a way because you can make sure he's here and ready. But yeah. he's been training hard. You know, obviously, he's a heavyweight. He doesn't have to make weight. And this is a big opportunity for him as well. You know, Dillian White's WBC interim world heavyweight champion. So if Povetkin was to beat him, it would open so many doors for yeah. him. So 
you know, fighters are really embracing this now. I have to be honest, you know, when this pandemic started and I was saying I'm going to do a fight in my garden, they weren't really queuing up. As they, no, as they it, no. saw the plans and this week they've seen the social media and the construction yeah. and the changing rooms and they are sitting in that hotel down there and they are absolutely chomping at the bit to get up here. They won't see this until Saturday when they yeah. come here to fight. It's going to be wild. After news came out, the talks with Wigan's preferred bidder broke down. Administrator Paul Stanley cleared up the situation on White and Sawyer, as well as the future of manager Paul Cook. I can't, unfortunately, Jim. Um, these matters are, with employees are confidential. It's not something that I'm allowed to talk about. As and when there's any news on any, any of the employees, I can tell people, but at the minute, I'm not allowed to. It's our information that he, he intends to go and has handed in his resignation. Paul, are there offers coming in constantly for Wigan players now? Are you under pressure each hour of every day to sell players? No, not really. We've sold a, a couple of the youth players went to Premier League clubs, which have both been formally announced now, uh, with, a, with another one looking likely. That enabled us to pay the wages last month. We are in a relatively healthy position cash-wise at the minute. The supports club has still been raising money. I've got another meeting with them later on today. Uh, yes, there's been offers for some of the players. That's normal at this stage of the season, isn't it? Of course. So, Paul, the, the preferred bidder dropped out. So, what is the current picture? Are you now sifting through other bidders and uh, on the point of appointing another preferred bidder? Is that where we're at? The preferred bidder didn't drop out. It was the person who was the preferred bidder didn't come up with the uh, non-refundable deposit that we'd asked for. And that, I think, has been the story across most of them. There's a hell of a lot of data for people to go through. If you think there's a stadium, there's two training grounds, there's land, there's contracts with employees, there's contracts with managers, with players, with executives at the club, there's leases to look through, there's um, vehicles, there's everything you get in a normal business, and it's complex. So I fully understand why somebody doesn't want to throw money at me that they're not going to get back. Next up, Cardiff manager Neil Harris has been speaking to TalkSport's Ian Abrahams ahead of their second leg semi-final in the Championship playoffs against Fulham, which you can hear live and exclusive to TalkSport tonight in a 7.45 kickoff. Ian asks Neil if his team has to score early if they're going to mount a comeback from 2-0 down on aggregate. Truth of the matter is, we have to score two goals, two goals more than Fulham to, to, to take it to extra time and, and, and penalties or, or win the game in 90 minutes. We understand that. What, what I'm saying is the game doesn't have to be won in the first 10 minutes. The other night, we, we were on top for the first half hour. We didn't take our chances. Fulham were better than us in the second half and scored two really good goals. Um, so um, goals at key moments change games any game of football and certainly playoff games and we have to make sure that we've got enough of a threat on the pitch from the start but also a threat on the pitch come the end of the game and don't forget you can call the sports bar straight after the final whistle of that game back to Brecky now this is former England and Tottenham striker Darren Bent reminiscing about the time he bought a pet snake yes a pet snake used to have a pet snake pet snake yep uh, what sort of snake? Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. So, funny, I was at Charlton at the time. Um, I was obviously on my own, moved down from Ipswich. Um, and I bought it out of sheer boredom. 
if I'm honest, because I, I left the stadium. I think we was doing a, I think I did a signing session or something at, at the stadium, and I drove past this reptile reptile shop. Now listen, if you looked at this reptile shop from outside, it doesn't look. I looked, it's a bit looked a bit shady. The windows are all dark, and that's. I thought, you know what? Span the car around. Span the car around. Span the car around. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just went, and went oh, because I've always been obsessed with like reptiles. Like if I go to the zoo, like my kids always want to go and see the lions or the whatever. I always like to go to the reptile bit, spiders, really? snakes, and all that. Yeah. So I was like. Um, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, let me go and have a look in there. So I said, ah, oh, I want to purchase a snake. Just off the, off, the, off the way in, I was like, I want to purchase a snake. And obviously you start looking at the big ones. Like, like, I'm, honestly, I'm telling you now, I'm sure they sold alligators and stuff out the back because this, oh this shop was dodge, right? So it was like, there's pythons in there. There's all these different cobras. And they were like, well, maybe don't start with one of them. Maybe start, with, I think it was like a corn snake or something. So I was like, all right, just tell me what I need. I'll take it with me. So they packed all the stuff, put it in there was fine with it took it to the flat um, I had to go and buy it, the mice to feed it and stuff live mice no no dead mice dead mice oh, Fro- I think they were frozen I want to say they were frozen frozen but, mice yeah something yeah so anyway oh uh, you've got to freeze your yeah, mice frozen yeah <gasps> so, but it, it would never ever eat it in front of me so I sometimes used to leave it in there and kind of poke my head down under my table tennis <laughs> table and just poke my head up to see it eat it but it's one particular time obviously I had gloves on I don't know why I even put gloves on but I thought let me just check it's okay and it went to bite me and from that I never touched it again. I took it back to the shop and said to them, listen, I can't look after this anymore. Can you have it? And they went, well, we don't buy it back. And I just basically said, well, no, just take it. I'm, oh, you're not selling it, just take it. I feel like I need to add a disclaimer in here about exotic animals and how you shouldn't just out boredom go and buy one. Oh, I loved you it. You should always do For your research weeks. until it bit you. <laughs> I love the fact that it didn't, it didn't like eating in front of you. Like you looked and oh. it was like, oh no. You must have got some strange looks taking it for a walk down the street, surely. Wrapped <laughs> right? <laughs> round my neck. Back to drive, and this is Adrian Durham questioning why Leeds fans are so confident they'll avoid relegation next season when they return to the Premier League for the first time in 16 years. Instantly assuming that Leeds United are going to be just fine mm. in the Premier League. Where's where's the evidence to suggest that? Why are they so cocky about it? I, I've loved watching Leeds United. I love the football they play, uh, everything about it. The atmosphere there when the fans are, are at Ellen Road, superb. There's nothing not to love about it, and it's great that they're back in the Premier League. But I think the attitude of the fans is they got Bielsa, got some terrific players. They all thought Calvin Phillips winning the Championship should be playing for England. Well, we're about to find out if he is good enough, really good enough for the Premier League. Thanks for listening to the TalkSport Daily. You can listen to us on the TalkSport app. Of course, we're still available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast or wherever you get your poddies. But if you have the TalkSport app to your phone, you can listen to all the podcasts plus all of your favourite radio shows as well. From 7pm tonight, it's Fulham versus Cardiff. It's the Championship Playoff semi-final second leg. A TalkSport exclusive, don't you know? Followed by myself and JJB, that's Jordan Jack Bryan, taking your calls on the sports bar from 10 o'clock, as long as it doesn't go to extra time and penalties. Great edition of the potty today and another edition tomorrow. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.